Welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with evangelist John Mellor. Now some of you may have noticed John uh, on the telly over the last bunch of years. He's been on Today, Tonight, A Current Affair, all sorts of different programs. Uh, they travel around uh, doing evangelistic work all over Australia and nations of the earth and these TV cameras have followed him and documented some incredible miracles. So it's great to, uh, to have John in the studio with us today. Welcome to History Makers. Thanks, Matt. Now, John, I've just found out you're a, a Brisbane boy, born and bred. Yeah, I was born and bred in Brisbane, yeah. And uh, went to Indrapilly High School. Yeah, and Tuong High School as well. Tuong, yeah, <laughs> so you're a local boy. Yeah. Uh, tell us a bit about what your upbringing was like. What was your family life like? Yeah, well, I, I was born into a, quite a dysfunctional home. My, my mum had quite a few mental issues and she had different nervous breakdowns and sometimes at six months at a time she'd be put in an institution and, um, and me and my brother and sisters would be put into homes. And so for my formative years, it was uh, often in and out of these homes and mum wasn't there and dad was, my dad to cope, drank heavily. He's a very angry sort of a man. And um, so in the childhood, uh, in, my, in my childhood home, there's quite a, quite a lot of strife. My dad used to drink heavy, anger and violence. So it, was, it wasn't a very nice sort of atmosphere. So you had this uh, tough upbringing, and you really didn't come to Christ until you were 20. Yeah. I got Tell that, us the story. Yeah, well, what happened was that um, when I was age of 20, I, I got involved in, in an outlaw motorcycle group. I was, uh, I was very lost and uh, confused and depressed, and, um, and, uh, and one day I, was, I, I wasn't quite in my head, and I pulled out in front of a car on a main road, and I got hit. Anyway, and the, when the ambulance was taking me to the hospital, I started for the first time to think about life because I had a brother who was a drug addict and he became a Christian through Teen Challenge and I found out later that he had been praying for me. Anyway, these two guys from an organization called the God Squad, two, two Christian bikers, saw the accident and they said that God told them to follow the ambulance because they, they wanted to witness to me. And so the ambulance took me to the, to the Royal Brisbane Hospital and uh, while the nurses and doctors were fixing me up, this guy comes through into the cubicle and tattoos and a beard and a, a, a wild-looking guy. And he said, listen, he said, I know I shouldn't be here, but God told me to tell you this, young man, that Jesus loves you and he has a plan for your life. And, you know, those words stuck in my head. And when I got out of hospital, I'm lying in bed. And I just words kept going around and around. Jesus loves you. He has a plan for your life. And, um, and one night I was just lying in bed. And I just cried out. I said, well, Jesus, if you're real, please help me. Lord, if you're real, forgive me. Because I was just, you come to a place where you get sick of being confused and tormented. And um, anyway, this presence came over me. I can't explain it. I fell into a deep sleep. And next morning I woke up, I just felt this amazing peace. And I thought, what's this strange sensation? And I realized, that's right, last night I actually prayed for Jesus to come into my life. I wonder if this is what it is to give your life to God. Because I wasn't too sure. But all I know is that the same Jesus that came and touched me that day, he hasn't left me for more than 30 years. He's still, I still feel his presence. I still feel that peace and that joy. It's amazing. So this is at the age of 20 when you, you had this, you know, experience with God. And, you know, what were you doing? You know, what was your career at the time? What, what were you doing with your life? Well, well I spent most of my younger years was, was, was involved on the dole. I was long-term unemployed. 
and uh, I, I was classified as um, like not ha- I didn't have any skills, and I, I I was on several government programs to, to help sort of get me in the workforce because because I grew up in a home where there's no discipline, and I couldn't apply myself. I failed at school, and um, and so apart from doing these programs to try and help me work, I was just just doing labouring, and at that time I just gotten a job. On the, on the city council through a scheme to try and help people get off long-term unemployment and get them into the workforce. And, that's, and so I was working as a labourer. Yep. Okay. And then, you know, nowadays, I like I see you in the media, I see you on Facebook, I see you, you know, speaking at different churches all over the place. Um, what was the step between council work or dole council worker to, you know, being a travelling evangelist. Like, that's that's an exciting change in your life. Well, tell us the process you went through. Yeah, I suppose what happened that uh, when I became a Christian, I began to realise that my whole life I just was a failure. I failed at everything. And the first time I ever experienced success was when I gave my life to Jesus. I just felt this peace and this purpose. And I, you know, before Christ, I had very, very low self-esteem, you know. I didn't think much about my life. I didn't think I was capable at school, the teachers didn't give me much hope. They, they used to call me um, stupid and, you know, I'd smell her again and he's always in trouble and and my dad used to call me a mongrel and stupid. So you start, you start to think you can't do anything. But when I became a Christian, I realized, you know, the Bible says that we can do all things through Christ. And, you know, I got this great inspiration that I wanted to become a teacher. And uh, when I was younger, we used to vandalize schools. And I thought, you know what, I want to go back and want to contribute to to society. And so I decided to go back and and, and do grade 12, which is crazy, because I I didn't even pass grade 10. I dropped out of school after passing grade 9. But anyway, God did a miracle, and um, I got through to do matriculation, went to night school, and I went on to university, I became a school teacher, and later I became a school principal. And um, God did an amazing miracle in my life in that way. And uh, now, nowadays, uh, you know, you're probably on the road, what, 80, 90% of yeah. the time, you know? Yeah, just traveling, yeah. You're traveling. Um, uh, going from church to church, crusade to crusade. Like, I heard recently of uh, uh, a time in Ipswich, a whole yeah. bunch of churches got together in Ipswich. That's right. Someone said to me, um, they have never seen so many significant mir- miracles in people's lives and yeah. long-lasting real miracles. You know, yeah. some people think, oh, you know, healing doesn't happen these days, you know, whatever. But th- there is testimony after testimony of, you know, medical evidence, documented evidence of people having miracles. What do you do when you get up and uh, and you speak somewhere? Uh, how does how does God use you to uh, to bring healing to someone? Well, I suppose, it, it, first of all, it comes from having compassion. Uh, I know what it is to suffer. I've always been physically fit, but I know what it is to have great suffering in my life and, and to feel the pain of it. And I just, I suppose, you know, to we move in healing, you need compassion for people. And I, I just want to see people whole and set free. And secondly, I'm just so aware that it's not me, it's Jesus. It's the presence of God that comes in these meetings, and uh, I'm just so aware that He used me as a tool. And you know, the Bible says that He'll He'll use any Christian, and not just me. But it's His presence, it's His healing presence just comes, and uh, and also God's God's given me the gift of faith because because I just believe it's it's possible. We see blind, we see people born blind, healed, crippled, paralyzed. We see all sorts of incurable diseases healed, and I just I'm just so aware that it's God. He just comes and does it. Now it's not just um, 
Yeah, small miracles. It's it's some quite significant yeah. miracles, like I said. What are some of the stories uh, of lives that have been changed in, in some of these healings? Yeah, I suppose some of the stories, you know, we've got quite a few documented on our website, johnmellow.org. There's a media page there. It's got a few of the clips from today, tonight, and current affair. And there's been people like, like Richard Tester, who for nine years was in a wheelchair, paralyzed on one side. And Richard uh, also had one leg and a brace, that, and they wanted to amputate one leg. He had diabetes. He was grossly overweight. He weighed about 186 kilos. But he, worst of all, he had a disease called sarcoidosis, which made him bleed from his eyes and his nose and his ears, which made him blind. He was blind for four, literally blind for four or five years. And... Um, and so, so here's a man paralyzed, blind, diabetes, overweight, and th- this man came to a meeting and God healed him. And uh, today tonight, I interviewed him, and they couldn't, doctors couldn't understand what happened to him. You know, today I was just talking to, to him yesterday. You know, you know, he, he runs six kilometers every morning and walks six kilometers. And you know, last year he was even he was even trained for the for the uh, bridge marathon. And here's a man who is who had totally no hope. At one stage, doctors had given him 18 months to live. And after prayer, he lost about 80, 70 or 80 kilos. The diabetes disappeared. God gave him a brand new kneecap, no more brace. The paralysis left. The bleeding stopped. And with the so-called dose, he had tumors all for his body. The, all the tumors disappeared. He's an amazing miracle. And, 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 you know, it's amazing when you see God do this. You know, we've, we see, um, miracles like Paul Borg, who you do, you can do a Google search on Paul Borg. And Paul Borg was four times world champion, disabled, blind yachtsman of the world. And Paul came to a meeting at Bansdale, and, uh, was three years ago, and his dark sunglasses, his white cane, he came forward and God opened his eyes and totally healed him. And you know, Paul Bork and I, I were on the John Saffron show. He's been, he's been interviewed by the media and they, and nobody can explain why this man who's blind for 12 years and who was four times world champion. Plus also he was, he was, I think at one stage he was, um, four times state champion, disabled sportsman of Victoria. He also was national disabled sportsman several times. So this, we're talking about a, a guy who's got quite a few accolades in, in the sporting field, but now he's, now he can see. It's amazing. Well, you know, John, I'm I'm just so impressed to hear you share your story today and be so open about the you know the tough life you had and you know that the key to healing is compassion. It is having a heart to see God touch someone and, and see their lives changed. You know, uh, a lot of people when they hear the term healing evangelist, think of the televangelists yeah. and and always asking for money and you know that there's that perception. Yeah. Um, how do you think there's been a change in thinking about? Uh, you know, asking for money. Uh, you know, a lot of people think that's all they're out for, out for their money. Clearly, you're in it for the because you have compassion for people. You you feel God's called you to do it. How do you think things have changed in the last decade or two in regards to money when it comes to ministry? Well, I think I think that um, you know, first of all, you need finance to run a house or ministry or whatever. That's very important. But but the, but I, I believe that the focus is on Christ, that God will make a way for us. Mm-hmm. And I think in Australia, you know, for many years I was very – I was, I was a skeptic because I thought, oh, you know, if God healed today, wouldn't all the Christians go up to the hospitals and empty them? We've got, you know, and why is it that all the miracles seem to happen when people go to Pakistan or India or, or they go to the jungles of, of Africa or South America? Why is it, you know, why don't we see the blind open in, in every day in the streets of Australia? And I was quite skeptical and also about finances. Why is it, 
you know, we, you know, there's a we see some of these guys on TV. There's gold chains and rings and Lear jets, and you know. But I think I think Australians are, are pretty down to earth, and you know, Australian culture. Australia, Aussies want what's real, down to earth. Yeah. And, and and I think Australians don't mind investing in, in in something that they're going to see it's real and it's doing good and it's and it's, it's got integrity. Mm. Mm, that's good, absolutely. Now, you travel a bit. Um, tell us about different countries of the world you've been to and uh, how different is it to Aussie culture? Yeah, well, I've slowed down a lot. And, until a few years ago, I was in you know, five continents of the world. Uh, I was just in all sorts of nations. And um, I've got a heart also, not only just for the for Western nations, but I've got a heart to go to Muslim nations and to the third world nations. And um, it's taken me to some interesting places like Egypt, we, 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 I've been on armed guard of machine guns and armed escorts and, and security guards everywhere. That's been fascinating. Or you go to all sorts of different interesting places like the, um, you know, in Bulgaria, Eastern Europe, Bulgaria, and I mean, all sorts of, in Africa and South Africa and, and Zambia, and you go to the townships. And, uh, and but you know, you go to different cultures. It makes you appreciate, you know, how blessed our nation is. We are such a blessed nation, and there's people out there who are just so hungry to know that Jesus is real. Jesus is alive. He still answers prayer. He still heals broken bodies and broken minds. And it makes makes you appreciate my country. Several years ago, I made a decision to come back to Australia. I was based in South America for about four years. Before that, I was based over in Scotland and England and, and Britain. But, you know, last few years I've come back here and I've got a heart for my own nation. I've got a heart to see Aussies trained up. And uh, that's why we, we have seminars also where we train people, people trained up to reach out and pray for the sick and reach out to the lost. You know, I'm excited. You know, I know you're traveling around a bunch of churches uh, doing training seminars. Um, what do you teach at those training seminars? How do you equip people? I, I know you spend all day doing it, but on a radio interview, just tell us, what, yeah, well, how well, do you equip people? Well, first of all, you know, Australians, Australians just want to know what's real, what's down to earth. Australians want to know what's going to work. And, and basically, I just there's two sides of this training I do. First of all, I, I, I teach about, you know, how we can be healed, you know, you, you know, in a, and how can we be healed? And thirdly, also, you know, how can we heal others through God? Because God wants to use not just the, the big name evangelists, but he wants to use just ordinary Christians who just dare and reach out and believe. And so exciting because Julie, my wife and I, Julie, we get so many much feedback coming back from people after the seminars. They've gone out, they've prayed for loved ones and friends, and they're seeing people healed. And some people, it's the first time in their whole Christian life, some have been Christians for many years, and they're now seeing people healed because now they realize, you know, God can use me. Now, uh, there might be people listening that are going, wow, this is amazing. This guy had this, you know, this real rough upbringing. He's now uh, seeing incredible miracles in people's lives. And uh, people might be thinking, I-, I want to become a Christian. I want to have that same relationship with God that you have. Would you speak to those listeners, John, and just talk through with them how they would come to Christ? Yep. Okay. You know what? For many years, I wasn't sure about God. My, my parents didn't go to church. I wasn't raised in the church. I heard about God at school. They made us go to RI. But, you know, you know one day I came to realize that, that, that God is real. Christ is real. You know, you can know about God and hear about God, 
But it's another thing to meet God, and in the, the greatest thing that's ever happened in my life isn't, isn't to see these great miracles or travel the world and see these different cultures and nations. The greatest thing of ever that's ever happened to me is one day the God of this universe came to me and touched my life and filled me. And you know, this is spiritual. It's something you can't work out in your mind. You can't intellectually analyze it and work it out. It's something of the spirit. And, and you know, if right now if you feel lonely or you feel lost, you feel confused, you feel depressed, I want to encourage you, there's a God in heaven who loves you. He loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus to come and give his life for you. And you know, right now, what I can do right now is I can pray a very simple prayer. You know, if you're listening to this program, you know, the same Lord that came met me, I was so broken, so lost, so full of anger and bitterness. You know, the same God changed my life. Well, he can touch you right now. And what I'm going to do, I'm just going to say a very simple prayer. And I want to invite you very simply to open your heart to God. Open your life to him. And I know, you know, there's no distance in prayer. There's no time in prayer. And I know if you're sincere, God will touch you. He will come and meet with you today. So right now, I'm going to pray. And I want to invite you just to, if you want, you can close your eyes and bow your head. I'm going to pray right now that God will come. But I want you, to, as an act of faith, to say this simple prayer after me. A very simple prayer. You ready? I'm going to pray right now. Just say this after me. Lord Jesus Lord, I open my heart to you today. Lord, please come into my life. And Lord, please forgive me for all my sin. And Lord, please cleanse me with your precious blood. And Lord, I declare today that you are Lord. And Lord, I thank you you've come, you've touched my life today. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you love me with an everlasting love. So Lord, I surrender my life to you today. Thank you, Lord, you're touching my life, you're moving in my life. Amen. A very simple prayer. You know, that prayer is very, very similar to what I prayed lying in my bed, and my life has never, ever been the same again. So, John, um, you're not just uh, a preacher. You're not just a pretty face. You've also authored some books. Tell us about uh, the books you've been writing. Yeah, I've got several books. The first book is called Miracles from the Dust, and uh, that's, a, that's a bit of a story about how I got involved in the ministry. It does talk about my early life and the dysfunction, but it talks about how God surprised me, how God took, took me on this amazing journey around the world. You know, you mightn't believe it, but, but, but I used to hate, I used to be scared of people. I used to avoid people. I, I, used, I used to hate flying. I had to travel. I was scared of planes. I was, I was so full of fear. But you know what? Something happens as you step out and you make a decision to give your life and to serve God. You know, God delivered me. I've now, and so this is a story of, of how I came from being, uh, being broken and being addicted and tormented. And the journey that God took me to see miracles that were of the major papers in, in Europe and Denmark and Scotland and England. The amazing journey of faith that God's taken me. So, so the book will really inspire you. Another book. I've written, it's called Keys to Healing, what God has showed me about healing. I had many, I was supposed to be upset when I'd hear people say, well, you weren't healed because you didn't have enough faith. And the person would feel condemned. I wrote this book uh, on the revelation that God showed me about healing. It's been a powerful tool. These books come from a down-to-earth Aussie point of view. I've got a third book, which will be out in the middle of the year. It's about forgiveness. I haven't titled it yet, but the power of, for, of forgiveness. Forgiveness brings healing. And I, I want to encourage you. Those books will, will stir your faith. 
Well, John, you certainly know how to share the good news, and it is the best news. I really want to honour you and thank you and welcome you. Uh, It's been so good to get to know you today. Uh, I really believe that, um, you know, if you're listening and you've really uh, been touched today, uh, I really want to encourage you to um, not just think, well, that was a nice experience, but do something about it. Um, Go to uh, John's website. JohnMellor.org. Yeah, it's JohnMellor.org. .org. Just go to the website and have a look at the details. Um, John's uh, going to be speaking at a whole bunch of different churches all around Australia, um, and uh, I really encourage you to uh, to look up uh, the website, check it out, have a look at the YouTube interviews, yeah. and, and find John on Facebook. I'm one of his Facebook friends, and he's always mm-hmm. putting great stuff up there uh, of all the great great trips and, uh, and travels they're doing. Yeah. So I encourage you to... Um, Uh, Check that out. And, uh, mate, I reckon you're a history maker. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Matt. God bless you. Fantastic. If you'd like to download this interview, just go to www.historymakersradio.com. There you can also find links to Facebook and Twitter. And also you can make a donation if you'd like. Thanks for joining us. And remember, what's the point of getting out of bed if you can't make history? I'm Matt Prater. Have a great week. History Makers. History Makers.